the bakers of Weber's Bread present your all-star Western theater. Drifting along, singing a song under a western moon. From Hollywood comes your all-star Western theater, starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage, bringing you the music, the stories, and the spirit of the great open spaces. And now, the Riders of the Purple Sage. Listen to a song of the wind. Listen to a song of the rain. Listen to a song of the sagebrush. Call him to me again. Me and my pony are free. Sing in a song of the sage. We never care where we be. We live a life of leisure here on the desert drive. We never search for a treasure. We want nothing gold can buy. We lose the cares of our age. Sing in a song of the sea. Sing in a song of the Thank you, friends. Well, we're coming into the season when old-style Western homes are mighty popular. Walls three to five feet thick, as cool inside as a spring house, no matter how hot the sun beats down. No wonder a song that tells about such houses and gives them a touch of romance has been such an everlasting hit. Here it is, Adobe Hacienda. Cactus lovelier than orchids Blooming in the patio So desert stars and the strum of guitars Make every evening seem so sweet In my adobe hacienda soothing melodies of cowboy songs has an interesting history. According to a legend of the Old West, many of them grew from the cowpuncher's effort to soothe and reassure the herd of cattle over which he stood guard during the long, lonely nights. Range cattle were notoriously nervous at night, and to prevent a stampede, the cowboys would sing a low, quiet song or ballad to let the cattle know that a friendly guardian was close by. The bakers of Weber's Bread take pride in recreating the atmosphere of the Old West on the All-Star Western Theater. 
just as they take pride in supplying Southern California communities with delicious Weber's bread. Weber's bread, you know, is that good bread in the blue gingham wrapper. It's always well-mixed and well-baked, always firm, even textured, and always has that distinctive flavor all its own. Enjoy Weber's bread for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and for in-between snacks. You'll like it. Buy a loaf of Weber's bread the very next time you go marketing. Population, 142,200. Area, 62 square miles. Boy, Terry ain't tending to business. Altitude, 800 feet. Oil capital of the world. Terry, what's going on? Oh, don't bother me, boy. Situated where the boundaries of the Creek, Cherokee, and Osage nations once met. What local weed does to a guy? Terry, now, come on, what goes? Well, boy, a fellow was sitting there and he says, uh, take me back to Tulsa. I'm looking up some facts about the town to find out whatever he wants to go back there for. Well, Terry, you won't find the answer to that in books. Come on, boys, we can tell him. Ain't this an awful way to introduce a song, though? Sure is, the worst I ever heard. <laughs> Take me back to Tulsa, I'm too young to marry. Take me back to Tulsa, I'm too young to marry. Who's that gal with a red dress on? Some folks call her Dinah. Stole my heart away from me way down in Louisiana. Take me back to Tulsa, I'm too young to marry. Take me back to Tulsa, I'm too young to marry. Always wear a great big smile, never do look sour. Traveling all the country, just playing by the hour. Take me back to Tulsa, I'm too young to marry. Take me back to Tulsa, I'm too young to marry. a glamour gal of the past. She captured the imagination, and her name has been celebrated for generations in an old love ballad, Nellie Bly. Nellie Bly, Nellie Bly, bring the broom along. We'll sweep the kitchen clean, my dear, and have a little song. Poke the wood, my lady love, and make the fire burn. And while I take the banjo down, just give the mice a turn. Hi, Nellie, ho, Nellie, listen, love to me. Sing for you, play for you, a dulcet melody. Nellie Bly has a voice like a turtle dove. I hear it in the meadow and I hear it in the grove. Hi, Nellie, ho, Nellie, listen, love to me. Sing for you, play for you, a dulcet melody. Nellie Bly has a heart warm as a cup of tea, and bigger than the sweet potato down in Tennessee. Hi, Nellie, ho, Nellie, listen, love to me. Sing for you, play for you, a dulcet melody, a dulcet melody. Well, it's time now for Foy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage to tell us another of their adventures in the West. This week they've called their story Sharp Shooting Gal. 
It takes years to build a hitching rail. The rail itself must be a tall, lean sapling, all strong from months of exposure to the weather. Its surface is worn smooth by countless leather reins. The thick, upright posts have to be planted deep in some sunny spot that has fine, dry dust as a cushion for the horse's hoofs. Then the horses will stand there wearily, their heads drooping in the sun, unmindful of everything, even blue flies that dart and buzz and hum. Yes, it takes years to build a hitching rail. But a hitching rail is something that cheers the heart of a Westerner, for it means that he sees a real cow town when he comes upon it. That's why those three vagabonds, the riders of the Purple Sage, were happy as they entered Stoneville and looked toward the main street. Well, there it is, boys, the hitching rail. Oh, that's the welcomest sight I've seen since my grandma gave me a handful of sugar cookies. Uh, how come you didn't pass them around? Pass what around? The sugar cookies your grandma gave you. Boy, and I get hungry, too, you know. Oh, that happened years ago, Johnny, when I was a kid. Oh, well, never mind. They're probably stale now. You wouldn't know a sugar cookie for me. Hey, I think I hear the train coming around the bend. What do you say we tie up and get on over to the depot and see if our fence wires come in? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, but the wire we got coming to be wrapped in cloth and have a yellow top on it? Of course not. Won't be wrapped in anything. Then that must be a gal I'm looking at. A gal? With yellow hair. Yes, sir, there she is, Foy, a gal with blonde hair. Hey, she's heading this way. What do we do? Do? Why, we'll wait right here until our wire's unloaded. Right toward us. Oh, oh here she is, Foy. Oh, my. You're just beautiful. Who, me? No, him. Me? Him. Not me. What? I don't know why you always made excuses when I kept asking you to send me your picture. You're just gorgeous. I'm awfully glad I took the chance and came. Ma'am, I wonder if you're not making a mistake. She sure is calling you beautiful. I'm Avis. And you're Sid, aren't you? Sid? Oh. Oh, you're not. I... Why, I feel so foolish. A a man was supposed to meet me. I've never seen him and. You're the only ones at the train. I... Well, that's all right, ma'am. Well, he told me he'd be at the train. Well, maybe we can help you find him. Do you know Sid? Sid Lear? If you do, I'm not trying to put anything over. I've got the letter telling me to come here in my purse. Oh, we believe you, ma'am. Boys, let's leave the lady's baggage with the station agent and ride out to the Circle Q with her. Well, I don't good want idea. to put you boys to any bother. I... Be back in just a minute. Boy, what do you suppose a good-looking gal wants with a guy like Sid? Why, he ain't got sense enough to come in out of the rain. Well, I think something's up, Al. That's why I want to leave her baggage in the depot instead of taking it clear out to the Circle Q with us. And I tried every way to get a ticket on a passenger train. After all, a man's estimate of a girl is liable to go down when he sees her step off the caboose of a freight. They told me no passenger trains stop here. Is uh, Sid a relative of yours? Um, no, not exactly yet. Yet? Um, about a year ago, I was working as a waitress at a summer resort. I got so darn lonesome, I sent my picture to a matrimonial agency. He liked it, I guess. Sid did, I mean, because he started writing. We sort of fell in love. Finally, he said for me to come out, we'd get married. I'd never been west before. He seemed like he was awfully nice. I could hardly wait until I got here. But things don't seem to be working out very well, do they? Miss Hughes, I wonder... Please call me Avis. 
I wonder if we hadn't ought to turn around and take you back. Oh, no. Maybe something's happened to Sid. If it has, I've got to find him and do what I can to help. That's only fair. Oh, but this isn't it. Maybe your Sid Lear is different from mine. Mine told me he lived in a big white house. Johnny, you stay with Avis. Al and I'll go find Sid. Come on, Al. Sure. But but this is only a shack. Yeah, she's going to be awful disappointed, boy. You know, writing letters full of lies isn't like Sid. No, nope, it ain't. But then he's awful dumb. Well, we'll soon find out what this is all about. Yeah. Poor kid. If he's been stupid enough to lead her on... Uh... Howdy, boy, Al. Sid, we'd like to see you for a minute on some rather special business. Sure. Come on in. Oh, this is okay. You know a girl named Avis Hughes? Avis Hughes? Let me think now. Never wrote her any letters asking her to come out here and see you? Or promised you'd marry her? Oh, no. Any girl, as quick as she saw how long it takes me to think things would just walk out. <laughs> she wouldn't marry me. Well, said a gal came in on the train today. Said you did write a letter promising to marry her. Well, I wouldn't do anything like that. Well, she's out in front of the shack. I think you'd better come around and meet her. You ain't playing a joke on me, are you, boy? Everybody else always does. But so far, you... This ain't a joke, Sid. She's here waiting. Well, if you want me to meet her, I will. I'm always glad to do what you say, Foy. But honest, I wouldn't ask a girl to marry me. Avis, this is Sid Laird. Oh. Yes, I'm... You're Sid? Yes, I'm... I'm Avis. Oh, you're too pretty for me. You're awful pretty. Where'd he go now? To his shack. Said he had a little work to attend to. Oh, I don't know what I ought to do. Somebody played a mighty dirty trick on you, Avis. On both of us. He feels bad, too. Think maybe you should slip out of town, go back home as quiet as you can before anybody finds out. Probably. Some of the men around here plague Sid a good deal. Yeah, I know what you mean. Teasing is rough. I used to get it when I was a little girl. Had to wear hand-me-downs. Train stops here tomorrow at noon. The boys and I will see that you get on it. Uh, I hate to ask a personal question, Avis, but you're all right as far as money's concerned, aren't you? I mean, you you got enough to take care of the car fare home. Oh, yes, I... I've got enough. Well, suppose we ride back, get you a room at the hotel till tomorrow. Miss Avis. What's uh, Sid? Yes, Sid? I, I, I thought maybe you were tired after the train ride. If you are, you can sleep in my shack for the night. I'll be glad to bunk in the open. Oh, Sid, this mess I'm in isn't your fault. I'm not going to put you out. Uh-huh. That's all right. Sometimes, though, when a person is in trouble and wants quiet so he can go over things in his mind, he don't care much where he is. Thought maybe it was that way with you. And you might not notice the shack ain't what a real lady ought to have. Sid, you're a swell guy. Uh-huh. Nobody's ever called me a real lady before. But you are one. Sid, if you... if you honestly don't mind... I will use your house tonight. Maybe I can sit down and go over things in my mind. Mm-hmm. 
Where are you going, Avis? Oh. Oh. Scared me. Well, just taking a walk. You? Oh, I couldn't sleep either. Mm-hmm. I had such big plans for myself when I came out west. Yeah? It isn't Sid's fault. He didn't write those letters. He's really an awful sweet guy. <laughs> Even gave me his gun to carry in case anybody bothered me. <laughs> well, I, I'd better get back to his shack. He might decide to take a walk, too, and it'd hurt him if we met outside after he'd been good enough to move out for me. Might at that. Mm-hmm. Well, good night. Good night. You know, I'm glad it was Sid and not somebody else they pinned the joke on. He'd be the best if he was just a little smarter. The very best. Not every man would give up his house to a person who came along under these circumstances. Well, good night. I'll be getting over to where the boys are sleeping. See you in the morning. Gold hair's pretty, ain't it, boy? Oh, Sid, I thought you were asleep. Did you hear what she said? That I'd be a swell guy if I was smart. A gal as pretty as her. Al and Johnny are sawing wood, Sid. All you better... my life, when I wasn't busy figuring things so I could do my work without making mistakes, I'd be thinking about the girl I'd like to have. And every time, the girl would be the same as Avis. Sure. Tonight, though, I haven't been figuring on that. I've been wondering how I could get even with the hombres who did this to Avis. You know who it is? The person who wrote the letters? I even know why they done it. I figured that, too. Boy... I was going to wait till after she'd gone to tromp on him. I didn't want her around when there was a fuss. But I don't think I can wait. You better. Tell you what, if you wait until tomorrow, the boys and I will tackle them with you. No, this is something I have to do myself. Just me. Well, let her get out of here first. Huh? Well, sh- sure. Sure, she's had enough trouble, hasn't she? Yeah, I'll wait. I forgot for a minute. A man doesn't let a lady in on things like a fight. <laughs> Boy, wake up. Uh-huh. Wake up. You too, Johnny. Something's going to happen. Who called me? Keep quiet. Not so loud. Al, what's the trouble? Well, Sid just left. He woke me up leaving. I didn't think anything about it until he went over and tried to take your gun, and then I sat up, and it must have scared him. He left the guns alone and went out to the bunkhouse. The bunkhouse? Come yeah. on, boys. Let's get over there before Sid gets himself into a lot of trouble. Be sure there's a rookus before we start anything. Open the door easy, Johnny. No noise. Yeah. Wait until I give the signal before you go in. <laughs> well, he found out, boys. You better stop laughing, Russ. I ain't in the mood for jokes. Sure, we wrote the letters, Sid. Wally and Shorty and me. Been going down and getting the letters she wrote to you for almost a year. And Wally wrote the answers, didn't you, Wally? <laughs> That's about all I wanted to know. Stay right where you are until I finish, Sid. We don't trust you. You know things about us. But we didn't know anything about you. You mean the cattle rustling you and Wally have been... We'd have killed you except you're too much of a favor with the old man. He'd turn on an investigation. There was just one way to keep you from talking. Get something on you. Sid, 
If you ever say one word about us, we'll spread the news that a gal came here intending to be your bride, and as soon as she got one look, she turned right around and went home. <laughs> We'd as soon tell everybody that as Zeke. Yeah, but when you did all this, you weren't thinking none about the gal, were you? Who cares about any girl? I do. It ain't right, and I'm Grab wondering... Boy, if you want trouble. The old man said anything, we'll tell how he broke in here. Al, Johnny, come on. Yeah. Holy shorty, he's gonna help. Use your hands. He's got a cane with him. All right, now keep him up. We'll plug the first man who moves, and nobody will be able to do a thing to us. You broke in here. I don't reckon it's called breaking in. We came after some rustlers. Well, thanks for telling us you know about that. Now we'll have to handle you different than we might have done otherwise. Down, boys. They got somebody else outside. Oh, my gun. They shot the gun right out of my hand. Let's get him, boys. Al, Johnny Smith. That's it, Al. Get his gun. I got this one. Now, gentlemen. Things are different than they were, aren't they? You got us all wrong, partner. We Keep him up. No tricks. Hey, boys, it's hurt. He got shot. Oh, it don't hurt much. Whoever was shooting outside got him with that last shot. Oh, my golly. The one fellow in the world I wouldn't want to hit, and I, I had to go plug him. Oh, it don't hurt much, Avis. You know, Sid, you're the first guy I ever met who's ever gone to bat for me. I mean, really gone to bat. Yeah, you were supposed to be in the shack. Yeah, I know I was, but I couldn't sleep. Gee, you know, the first shot went through the gink sombrero, or whatever you call those hats. And the second knocked the gun out of the other fellow's hand. And then that third one. Oh, I guess I'm not as good as I was when I worked in the shooting gallery. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh... Sid, if, if you want me to. I'd like to take care of you, though. Tell you better. Of course, I, I, I'm not much. Gee, you're an awful lot more than I am. You're pretty. Oh, Sid. You look up to me because you think I'm pretty. And I look up to you... Because you're strong and loyal and... Sid, you know something? Most marriages I've seen go on the rocks went because one person thought the other one wasn't good enough for him. But with us, well, somehow we look up to each other. Um, boy, uh, didn't you say something about having to get some fence wire? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I did. Come on, boys, it's time for us to be riding along. Well, I should say it is. Golly, that was getting embarrassing. Well, what could I do? Tell them to excuse me or and bust up their mood? Or let them go on with us standing and listening? Back in the days when vast stretches of range country were unfenced, the cowpuncher's job meant more than just riding, roping, and shooting. It took good men to watch over thousands of head of cattle day in and day out, in all sorts of weather and under varying conditions. Cattle, when in herds, were a nervous lot, and the cowboy had to be constantly alert against their getting into quicksand or stampeding over a cliff. Yes, it took skill and experience to bring the cattle through safely and deliver them to market fat and uninjured. And today, it takes a lot of skill and experience to bake delicious bread like Weber's. But the bakers of Weber's bread do exactly that. 
Weber's bread is always well-mixed and well-baked with a distinctive flavor, firm, even texture, and a just-right moisture content that assures long-lasting freshness. Buy a loaf of Weber's bread next time you go to the grocer's. It's that good bread in the blue gingham wrapper. You'll like it. The West has songs, which are as much a part of life as shafts and spurs and saddles. Each week, the riders of the Purple Sage select one such song to sing for you, and their selections are guided by the requests they receive from you. This week, they, and you, have chosen Twilight on the Trail. It's twilight on the trail And I jog along The world is like a dream And the ripple of the stream is my soul about it for this time, friends. We're mighty glad you were with us, and we hope you'll share our songs and stories of the West again next week. We want to thank Ann Morrison, Nestor Piva, and John Marshall for their splendid performance tonight with us. This is Foy Willing speaking for Al Sloy, Johnny Paul, and Scotty Harrell of the Riders of the Purple Sage saying so long, and good luck to you all. Drifting along Singing a song Under a western From Hollywood, you've heard your all-star Western Theater, a V.M. Bear production starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. The script was by Ray Wilson, direction by Tom Hargis. This is Terry O'Sullivan speaking.
All-Star Western Theater came to you from Columbia Square. This is KNX in Los Angeles.